listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 29th of November 2021. Later, we'll hear from the CEO of Flight Centre, Graham Turner, about how travel agents are dealing with the fallout of this new COVID variant Omicron. But first to the Australian share market and the S&P ASX 200 uh, did pay back some of its losses from earlier in the session. Remember on Friday it slumped 1.7%. At the open today it fell 1.1% but clawed back some of those losses to be down 0.5%, 7,239 by the close. Travel stocks though fell again today following a sell-off on Friday, but we saw some of the miners do well. Earlier, I spoke with Perpetuals, Matt Sherwood. Well, at the moment, the market's very volatile. And the reason for that is that uh, markets have been priced for perfection for a while. So we have very rich valuations. Markets have hold, you know, held close to record levels despite uh, US Fed guidings of the need for higher interest rates, despite the fact that next year we're going to have a big earnings decline. Um, you know, and all those sorts of headwinds have really not worried investors too much. Uh, then all of a sudden, uh, one of the risks that the markets had kind of pushed into last year, namely uh, COVID-19, reared its head again. Um, and um, it does look like this new variant is, is one of concern, and that's just added to the level of uncertainty uh, to a market which was already on uncertainty overload, given the policy and the earnings backdrop. So does that kind of suggest that the market was waiting potentially for an excuse to be sold off a bit? Yeah, something like that. I mean, uh, when markets are priced for perfection, they normally need a catalyst to come off, um, you know, very high levels. And this certainly was one which threw up a lot of uncertainty in terms of the earnings backdrop, the policy backdrop. Is it good or bad for inflation? Is it good or bad for growth? You know, and all of those things, um, markets uh, don't like, um, you know, when all those things occur at the one time, markets don't like elevated uncertainty. Uh, and certainly it was a trigger for some people to take some uh, profits out of what has been a really good year for investments. So before this, the US market was up 25% year to date and Europe was up 21%. So it had been a fantastic year um, with a bit more uncertainty. People wanted to take some um, you know, chips off the table and, uh, and lock profits in. Not a bad strategy. What do you think it means for the inflation debate? Because you know, if we do have this uncertainty, is the Reserve Bank then locally anyway, right, um, right to have a bit of more ammunition in the pocket and say, hey, maybe we were, we are right by not lifting interest rates until 2024? Well, you know, it's difficult to say what it's going to mean for inflation because at the moment it's very early days, um, you know, and it does look like this virus is more transmissible, but whether that leads to more lockdowns um, is uh, something that we're going to find out probably in the next two to three weeks. Uh, and that's going to be a problem, of course, because a lot of central banks are having major meetings in December um, around that time. So uh, the RBA will meet in the first week of December, uh, but the US Federal Reserve, the Bank of England and the European central banks uh, will all be meeting around mid-month. Um, and we may not have the answers before that. And uh, as a result, um, it's very hard to know what this means for the inflation and the policy backdrop. 
uh, because it could be a positive for inflation because energy prices have come off. But if we've got economic closes and more supply chain constraints, that could even amplify inflation up even further, uh, which would obviously be a massive worry to central banks. So, you know, we will get the answer to that, um, you know, sometime in December, I suspect. So in terms of trading strategies, right, even when it comes to the way you're doing it, does it mean just wait and see? It does. We haven't needed to do anything. You know, we were quite defensively positioned anyway for next year, given the liquidity and the earnings backdrop is going to be far more challenging for markets. And we think returns are going to be low. Volatility is going to be high. So when we got Friday night, we actually didn't need to do anything um, except observe. Um, And, um, you know, it's going to be a tough time for investors next year. Um, you know, the earnings backdrop's going to come off from about 40% earnings growth this year to about eight or seven. Um, you know, so that's a pretty big slowdown. And the big thing is central banks are pulling their stimulus support and that's put a floor under very rich asset valuations. So, you know, I tend to think that we need to uh, be defensively positioned and see what opportunities open up through the year. Matt Sherwood there from Perpetual. Now, of course, one of the sectors being hit the hardest is the travel sector. And earlier, Raina Sarampite spoke with the CEO of Flight Centre, Graham Turner, to find out what he's hearing from his travel agents. The main thing at the moment is that people really don't, um, don't know until we get announcements from government. So generally, people aren't cancelling. There's, there's been um, a, a drop-off in new bookings. But I think people are just waiting to see what the government does or doesn't do over this. Uh, this is in Australia, and that's the federal and the state governments. Uh, but um, yeah, we're, we um, there are some aspects that the news mightn't be too bad. Uh, but uh, if if it is a milder disease and uh, it spreads more quickly, and the vaccine still works, so there's a few things to happen. And I think the average government doesn't really know the answer yet either. But uh, I have been talking to our MD in South Africa over the weekend and last night, and uh, that's the general indication is they're not so certain about how well the vaccines work, but it's generally indicated that it seems to be a milder uh, disease and um, and it seems to be quite contagious. So that's that's the impression we get, but we, we need to wait to see what, you know, what the... Um, what government's reaction is to it. We're hearing sort of chatting to people today uh, anecdotally that that um, uh, some uh, people who are overseas now, uh, including Australians uh, who might have wanted to return for Christmas, are trying to um, come back early before anything such as compulsory hotel quarantine, um, uh, which is on the front page of the paper today, uh, might come back. Is that is that um, what you're hearing? Yeah, look, it's inevitable that um, people are concerned because governments have uh, switched and changed um, at random. I think um, a lot of people who are looking to get back by Christmas um, are just scared to wait and see what might happen. But um, I, I think um, I think they'll be all right. Uh, but obviously, I don't know. Um, I think this will be seen as uh, probably in the medium term a good thing because uh, it, it, it may well be this. And I, I um, heard Nick um, Coatesworth say this morning 
that it, if it is more contagious and it is a much milder uh, manifestation of COVID, well, it's probably a good thing because it'll take over from the Delta variant and um, the borders obviously um, will, will probably will stay open and uh, the lockdowns won't happen because of this mildness of the disease. So, uh, But I think if you're overseas, you can understand people would like to get back before rules might change because, you know, we have seen that in the past. Are you saying that that uh, the government should not um, be quick to close uh, the international borders, say, to the international students uh, due on, on um, from uh, Wednesday? Yeah, look, I, I don't think they should be. Um, you know, they shouldn't be closing borders rapidly before they can see what the impact of this variant is going to be. Um, and and, uh, and it, is, it is hard because a, a certain percentage of um, Australians expect them to take some sort of action. And I think you'll see with New South Wales and Victoria um, having three days of home quarantine, it, it means they've taken some action. I don't think they'll go any further than that, but I obviously don't know. And I think students coming in, if they have to... Um, quarantine at home for three days or um, in, a, in a residence, um, I, I think that's acceptable. Uh, and, and I don't think it'll be a major disincentive for them. Uh, but I think it's important that we return life to normal um, we ex- and accept that the, this virus is around, variants are going to keep coming, and hopefully they're going to be mild and, um, and uh, we can live with it quite easily. So, you know, I, I think it's generally if... We will see over the next few days, but I think generally I'm not too pessimistic. I'm reasonably op- optimistic that this will have a minimal impact on the state's plans over the next um, few months. Flight Centre's Graham Turner speaking with Raina Sarampay. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.